Welcome to the Thanksgiving weekend edition of the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us, Missy Clifton, our host, Tom Dupree, and we are powered by Dupree Financial Group. Among other things. Among other things. Uh, This is a song by a guy named Andrew Peterson. And uh, he's an amazing guy. Excellent songwriter. Probably lives in Nashville, like all of the uh, gospel songwriters these days. And he's been very prolific, and he's written a lot of stuff for other people as well as himself. And uh, he's got books out and albums and stuff. But he's very, uh, he's just a great writer. Of, uh, of music and this I'm going to read a scripture that would kind of go along with this it's uh, the 12th chapter of the book of Revelation and a great sign appeared in heaven a woman clothed with the sun with the moon under her feet and on her head a crown of 12 stars she was pregnant 
and was crying out in birth pains and the agony of giving birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, and on his head seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. She gave birth to a male child. One is to rule all nations with a rod of iron. But her child was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God in which she's to be nourished for 1260 days. Now a war arose in heaven. Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was defeated. There was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now, the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they love not their lives, even unto the death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows that his time is short. Um, What we've been witnessing, you know, in the last year or two, uh, the great miscarriages of justice of our time, Uh, the great perversion of the truth. One of the things that will happen when people pervert the truth, they will come up with some evil malefaction, and then uh, they will invent a lie to basically accuse others of of doing the very thing that they're preparing to do. So if you see things emerging from government – with certain names, the name is usually an ab- is usually the absolute uh, opposite of of what the thing is intended to do. Uh, it started out uh, innocuously enough with the Affordable Care Act. It wasn't affordable. It wasn't care. Uh, recently, you had the inflation. Protection Act, which was not going to do anything to uh, stop inflation. And now um, you have this thing about to be passed by the Senate with the um, aid of actually 12 Republican senators. One of the things, let me, before I go there, one one of the things that – is a is a, in my opinion a kind of a hallmark of the end times is that evil 
will become more sophisticated in ways more uh it'll fool more people and so you have 12 quote republican senators who have bought onto this thing, this thing now called the Defense of Marriage Act. I think that's what it's called. Oh, no, it's the Respect for Marriage Act. Okay, the Respect The Defense for... of Marriage Act was done in 1996 by Clinton. Yeah. The... This is a new twist on that premise. So it's, you're, you've got these uh, people saying that, oh, this is actually going to protect um religious minorities and things like that. So Missy's done some work, um, you know, and looked at it. Uh, she probably wishes I'd never uh, shot it across her desk. but I, I hadn't you know, even she, heard anything about it until you, you brought it to my attention. So um, See, that's it, – it's like they're, it, they do things in the, the quiet of the night. And, and, and Missy's on top of things too. That's the that's yeah, the amazing. Well, it, it, well, thing. I'll give you an example on a local level. It's a little bit like, you know, Stoops loses to Vanderbilt the other day, and then they give him this uh, contract extension and try to hide it, which of course you can't hide. Uh, way to go, Mitch Barnhart. Um, <laughs> but th- this is sort of the national level version. You know, let's see if we can uh, push this past and get these Republican senators on board. And basically forever change how marriage is defined. It will never, ever be defined again as between a man and a woman. It's not ever going to be that way once this is over with. Well, I I saw it a little bit different because it's when I first started looking at the premise of the Respect for Marriage Act that's that has, you know, gained the support of these twelve Republicans. It was curious because it's almost as like when you're reading stuff, it's saying, let's, you know, let's all be nice to everybody. Let's, let's love and accept everybody. Let's go on the premise that it's all about love. And it's, that's really great. But I have to back up and just had a first question is, I really don't need government determining what marriage is to begin with. And I'm, I'm just going to you know, oh, but government feels it but, should. But, but that that is the issue because you know currently in this current political climate um, of radical gender identity ideology, it makes me nervous. It makes me really nervous. I mean, we've got we have. I mean, people don't trust government for a reason. Um, you've got you know a, a billionaire child trafficking ring. Um, that was exposed and someone went to prison and we still don't have, we don't know anybody, we don't really know who actually participated. That's just, it just, you know, I mean, it, it, there's there's reasons that we don't trust government and there's reasons that we don't really want to see more doors open into our personal lives. Um, and in this current political climate of this radical gender identity ideology, it makes me really nervous. Okay, so what does the bill say, and, and what does it actually okay, do once so, it's passed? Okay, well, you know, when, when Clinton in 1996 signed this Defense of Marriage Act, it codified that marriage is basically between a man and a woman. But it was saying that they, you know, you did not want to, um, there was issues about the same-sex marriage, whatever, t- for 220 years question of marriage and it wasn't the law of the land at that time what back, back in 96 it was about it was, this was about uh same-sex marriages that was the issue that was that was coming up but if you yeah all right sorry 220 years question of marriage and its boundaries primarily left to the states 
Right. The Defense of Marriage Act in 1996 established the national government as the new authority on the issue. So because of that, now they can change their their take on it. Right. So and, and so with that 1996 act came the ability to continue to define it as a politically as it benefits whoever's in control. There you go. And and that that's your issue. So public opinion be damned, it is whatever's popular and is, you know, going to, you know, take you down the road a little further. So and I would have to say that I would suggest that the act violated the First Amendment's prohibition of the national government establishing a religious mandate, which basically is what, you know, I mean, there was, uh, I believe, one exception in 1960s with Loving, uh, um, Loving versus Virginia. It was the interracial couple. And so now they're trying to... So the government decided in 96 that we get to define marriage and they defined it as man and woman. Now they're deciding to define it differently. Uh, kind of yeah so but but that it there's the main thing is that government is putting themselves in the place of being the definer well that's what i'm trying to say okay okay, well all right and and the issue if, if you think about this um you know people immediately go in to well they should because there's you know financial and medical implications of of recognizing marriages as legal or not. That That's if you people. think that the government taketh and the government uh, giveth and taketh away. If you believe that, then government is the whole def- definer of marriage. And the problem with this bill that I read and I had hoped you would see and get to is that the government is now deciding to redefine marriage again. And, and correct. And what I would like to actually pull back and say, I don't, really believe you know the um we have rights we do as 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 american citizens we have rights we have the freedom of speech we have freedom of religion who grants us those rights the constitution the declaration of independence states that we have Isn't that the, the freedom, government well it's our declaration of independence gives us free speech our freedom declaration of, of independence stands separate from the federal government it is not uh it is not a concoction of the federal government it is a declaration of the rights of man as given by god and that marriage itself is also uh, a con, um, is marriage a right do you believe that uh, marriage no, I, is a right i'm not going well marriage is given by god life is a, the, my right to life is something that's given. It's not defined by a government. Marriage doesn't define uh, the the government does not define my right to marriage. Wait a minute. Say that again. The I government- just said the government does not define my right to marriage. The government is here trying to take over the interpretation of what constitutes okay, I'll marriage. Follow. Well, I'm just saying the Declaration of Independence states life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But liberty. Well, that might that would be getting married. No, liberty is the absence of government. Is my contention is the absence That's, of government yeah. control, which dies a little bit every time exactly. you allow them right. to redefine what you're allowed to do or not do that's that's where I'm, I'm sorry it's it's i mean we're having a discussion here and it's it is i, I kept reading all these articles on this and i thought you know again it, it it's it was as though 
you know, let's all play They're nice. They're taking let's away the liberty by saying we get to decide what marriage is. And we're going to decide that it really is between anything and anybody that wants to be. And these Republican senators who being today, I'm going to say this, being a Republican means nothing ideologically. It doesn't mean any, they say, well, it means smaller government and this and that, but you can't build an ideological reality around what we're not. You cannot, and today, you look at somebody like Lisa Murkowski or this Tom Tillis or any of these 12 senators, the idea would be we believe in God, the God of the Bible. We believe in something that would tie us to traditional morality. Today, being a Republican does not mean that. Doesn't mean that. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think, I think people have to take it, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it from a baseline is that I don't need any more government interference in my personal life. I've lived for the last two years and watched what it has done to watch your, your, your liberty, your freedom and your liberties to be chiseled away from you bit by bit. Because people are ready for it. They, they, yeah, I, I'm, I'm left with that thought that that's that seems to be the conclusion that they want you, you know, that that these this entity that they, the great Oz, knows better than. Yeah, the, they're ready for it. I mean, that why would they not do it if they weren't ready for it? And that's the thing is that, you know, they, uh, they're just. Uh, they're ready to have these these liberties taken away from them. But, but now what you're going to do is you're going to demonize uh, the people, the freedom of religion, which is all these institutions, universities, uh, groups, organizations, <laughs> nonprofits. That don't believe that marriage is that. Yes, correct. That they don't believe it is anything other than Game on. between man I mean, and this one is, man, this one is what uh, This is what we've come to. So if we're there, that's where we are. We are there where our government is officially at war with traditional marriage, traditional views of life, traditional views of sexuality that have worked for thousands of years. Now we're going to overturn them with the stroke of a pen and the help of 12 senators that are supposed to be on the side Based on what I'm told about the Republican Party, which today I count as meaningless, the Republican Party now is simply the party that says no to burning it all down quickly. They say, let's burn it down slowly. So, yeah, it's a little bit of a different, but not a big one. Now, we, we you know... We could win the House, win the majority. Doesn't matter because if you have people, well, the the Senate, in my opinion, is particularly corrupt. I mean, it, it's just absolutely, it's it's more corrupt than the House. So so that that's but that's what we're getting, and it's going to pass because you've had you know they 
Anyway. I, 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 just, I honestly believe societies do not survive without traditional marriages because traditional marriages are supposed to bring children into the family and raise them in a two-parent home, and that has just been proven. There's no one that can suggest that that is not the best yeah, all Platform. kinds of uh, research shows it. Limiting and power of government, not the people, is I guess probably the premise that I'm looking at. I, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I am, I'm losing my mind over people that are going nuts over kids being tattooed or getting ears, you know, ears pierced at ten. But they've got no problems with these kids giving, you know, being given puberty blockers at, you know, at ten, eleven, and twelve years old. I mean, I, so I don't need government in my day-to-day affairs for, for that purpose. Well, you're, you're late because it's there and it wants to have more of a say about what you want or don't want or it doesn't care. That's the, that's the thing. And As I so, said, it's coming down to, you know, uh, your freedoms aren't going to make you, you talk about your freedoms of choice and it is becoming, you're allowing it to get, taken away yeah it is and and so anyway you should never have given me that article seriously it's just 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 ruined it so let's go back to our <laughs> praise music yeah oh my Something gosh. a little more enlightening you know and and the other thing is this last election didn't provide us a lot of hope that no. people are listening and and airing their voices through their vote uh, but, i think most of lexington is brain dead at this point well I, i'm saying it wasn't just lexington kentucky it was across the country you're listening to the tom dupree show with missy clifton we will be back in just a few minutes with more conversation stay tuned Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us is Misty Clif- Missy Clifton and our host, Tom Dupree. We are powered by Dupree Financial Group, and I will just prepare everybody. Missy just walked in the room. 
with a three-inch stack of research and papers. So bend down the hatches. The Misty, that's... Is this like another job that you've got? Terrible. Terrible. It's Melissa. Yeah, we know. Nicknamed Missy. Not Misty. Oh, that would be a good one, though. Um, this is Kenny Rogers. Very good friend of our late Governor John Y. Brown, who passed away just this week. Um, and, of course, Governor Brown... Um, Put together a, a restaurant built around Kenny Rogers. It was called Kenny Rogers Roasters. And that was some of the best chicken. It was really good. And it was rotisserie uh, cooked. It was like a Boston market, sort of. Yeah. If you're familiar with that. It was, the Boston Market old. That was. No, well, there's, there, there, there's still, still some. Okay. Just I know not there's one in here. Gainesville, Florida. That I've been in, and um, when I was driving down I seventy five, but uh, God, you know my place is that I love to go is called the um, it's called the OK Cafe. It's the West Paces Ferry exit uh, off I seventy five. That's if you feel like putting your life in your hands and going through Atlanta. Well, why would, I mean, why take another 40 minutes just to go around the edge? No, we, we also have gone. I don't. I 95. Yeah, but and completely. now you fly and I drive. And so I, I go where I want to and I go straight through the gut in Atlanta because I like downtown Atlanta. I've always. Well, the last the, time I did it. drive with you or actually drove you, we, we went down 75 and we came back another way i can't remember where i think it was but, 95. but, but the the okay cafe is getting a, back is, to your is, point is a southern cafeteria style well it didn't you don't go through a cafeteria line you order but it's right there in this little shopping center that's got a at the back of it there's a starbucks and then there's a hickory chair gallery and I mean, these are the most expensive uh, indoor furnishings I've ever seen anywhere. So nice, though. I mean, you know, like you'll pay eleven thousand dollars for a little chest. Well, I won't, but but somebody will. But anyway, the you know the the OK Cafe, the food there is just unbelievable, and they have a takeout part that you can come in there. Have you ever eaten there, Missy? Have not. Oh, honey, next time. All right, so I wanted to talk a little bit about, because, you know, it's a downer to talk about stuff that gets me down. And I want to talk about something that gets me excited. There's a an organization I found out about, uh, oh, a little, maybe a couple, three years ago. It's called the Leadership Institute. It's based in Northern Virginia. It is founded by a fellow named Morton Blackwell. Morton's probably in his 80s now. Morton is a guy that helped organize in Kentucky years ago, Louis Nunn's K-12 
campaign. He he got out and basically he does training on the ground training of how to uh, win elections. They train the people in the field. They train the candidates on how to respond to questions in uh, debates, how to make speeches. And they, he took what he learned in Kentucky and he has conveyed it into uh, a larger national presence. Um, and they train people all over the country in, and in Hawaii even on how to win races. One of the big things that they are focused on these days are school board races on how to uh, get involved in school board races and win. And um, the message is a conservative message. It's traditional. They were, they had their fingerprints all over the election of Glenn Youngkin uh, as governor of Virginia. Now, Virginia was a state that you could pretty well count as lost to the Republicans after the 2020 elections. They were not making headway there. <coughs> they weren't winning elections, big or small. And this guy, Youngkin, decided, I'm going to take the Leadership Institute template for, for how you win elections and execute it, which he did, and he won. Now, another guy that has used their stuff and, and uh, won with them is a guy named Dan Crenshaw. I believe he's a representative in Texas. There are many people out there uh, that are that are beginning to use their template, and to me, it's it's just encouraging to see uh, people pushing back. I think that the great darkening that we've seen in this country. Uh, in terms of what is going on in our government is because people who had conservative viewpoints and values simply fell asleep at the switch. They assumed that their ways of looking at things would always be in ascendancy and that it didn't require any sort of effort on their part to um, engage the enemy. The enemy wants to destroy you, wants to wipe out every hint that you might have at one time existed, wants to take away uh, from you and from the face of the earth any hint of you. The enemy hates tradition things that are good, things that have been tried and true. All you got to do is read the Bible. If you don't believe what I'm saying is true, just look at what people have dealt with for years.
So. Is that I it? No, I mean, what am I supposed to do? You know, you look at me like you're so surprised that I'm asking you to say something. What was uh, <laughs> you, you had um, you had some of these guys that uh, that represent the that represent Kentucky's right. territory, right? They, they just did. they just call on. Yeah, Kentucky. they were here. Nice, yeah. nice, nice guys. guys. Nice young guys. Yeah, absolutely. And um, full of. Uh, you know, I wouldn't. Uh, I purpose. Would, yeah, full of purpose. Yeah, that's 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 exactly probably the best way to say it. Um, and I don't think that they are, they are, realist. Um, but they're they're not beaten down yet. Oh, I don't know about that. What do you say? I think they have a different reality. I I think they're plugged into a different reality. How's that? That they believe that what they think is the real thing, and that they they that that the. They just need to deliver to people their way of portraying the truth. I mean, when it gets down to it, most people will go for the truth over a lie if if it's well presented to them. Well, you, it, it was interesting when when they came in here the first time. When was that? Uh, other than the a few months ago. Just, okay, because I remember talking to the guy, and you know, he was we were. Again, you just mentioned that um, they're real big on advocating for getting people onto school boards. And that whole school board thing was very interesting to me, particularly in the last couple of years, as you saw or anybody that was interested on on uh, a, quite a few of the platforms were all of these very galvanized, angry, upset parents going to school boards complaining about the requirement for the mask. And it was curious, and I was talking to, uh, what, what was it? What's his name? What's his name? The, Gabe. Gabe, 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 Gabe. I was talking to him about um, a, there was a, uh, she's a healthcare, I guess what she's called, a healthcare policy analyst expert. She's an expert in that area. Her name is AG, AJ DePriest, and she's out of Tennessee. And it was interesting because she was the one that basically put this this video out there saying, please stop going and crying to the school boards, all these parents. And, and you know, and it, it would always be the the view of the of the board sitting, you know, up there. Because the way they're incentivized with exactly, the CARES Act, they, exactly. don't, they, they don't care. Well, and, and that was the whole piece. And so that's what I was talking to Gabe about was the CARES Act that when she exposed that, it was the first time I kept thinking, God, they need to get better people on these school boards. What I didn't realize. They've what, got these, good ones these, on there. These people's hands are tied. Their hands are tied. They couldn't do anything. So, you know, people like the Tennessee Liberty Network um, that were that's dedicated to reclaiming liberty. We've talked. We were talking about liberty and freedoms in the first half. Um, that you know, they they are dedicated to reclaiming liberty for uh, through research, education, action, and community building um, in Tennessee. And of course, one of the big hot topics was the the continuation of masks. And when she explained. <laughs> That the CARES Act that Tennessee and every state had accepted huge, I mean, we're talking about millions of dollars for every one of them provides incentives for schools and they had to say that they were masking their population. Huge bonuses for those things too. Not only and not only just the school boards, but also, I'm you know, to... your your hospital boards, um, you know. I mean, from everything, incentive payments for everything from testing, diagnosing, admitting to the hospital, so use how did of certain the CARES drugs. Act came as part of COVID. 
Yes, the CARES Act provide. Yeah, the, the, so that was this was part of the this was part of the push with you know um, so that they could you know they could keep from tragically you know the, to avoiding the loss of of lives. They put you know, together um, the CARES Act, which was well anything but everything. Anytime there's a, a, a some sort of a a problem, it's always a struggle for power. Uh, you know, hold on, I'm going to play some. What the hell are you talking about? I, I called Les at the bank and asked him to transfer $12 million from the account. So what? We got a hundred times that much. I'm talking liquid assets. Cash, Daddy, cash, and we don't have that amount. And you know why? Because you took $10 million. You damn right I took it. It's mine. That money belongs to Ewing Oil. And who in the hell do you think Ewing Oil is? It's me. Ewing Oil belongs to me, and don't you forget it, boy. And you gave me Ewing Oil to run in writing. And that makes you obliged to consult me before you do anything that concerns that company. Obliged? You telling me that I'm obliged to ask you how to spend my own money any damn way I see fit? That's right. You gave me the power to run that company, and damn it, I intend to run it. So I gave you power, huh? Let me tell you something, boy. If I did give you power, you got nothing. Nobody gives you power. Real power is something you take. <laughs> and there is Tom with his transistor radio. You didn't. You should have let me Bluetooth that in, Tom. I know, but but think about that for a minute. People say they want power and they want this and that, but they don't take it. You know, it will be taken from you. The reason I played that, that was from obviously from Dallas, uh, is because people don't understand the nature of power. The only time you can ever exercise true power is when your back is against the wall if you don't. You don't exercise it gratuitously just because you think, it's cool. You do it because you have to. It's a matter of life or death. And people haven't begun to fight because they still think that their values are in ascendancy. No, that's not how it works. American uh, manners, kindness. That is a historical aberration. Most of what happens in history is brutishness, self-promotion, destroying the weak. And this is what our government is going to do to people like you and me if we don't start fighting. And... I think the Leadership Institute, back to them, they have figured out how to do the blocking and tackling in the arena of politics, which you and I both don't like. But, but you know what we should understand is that there's people out there who do like it, and they're going to eat our lunch because of that. Yeah, so so explain that to me because all right, as as I understand it, like for instance, the CARES Act, um, that this is federal money that every state 
has to submit a district plan that guarantees every six months through 2023, next year, through 2023, that they will provide how they will universally hit these benchmarks. And of course, at, at, it was masking children, um, doing this, doing this, you know, vaccinations, et cetera, and so on, to receive the money. So, so these, and these, these, these benchmarks many times have nothing to do with known health or safety. It's whatever the, you know, de rigueur is. The, okay. You know, the, again, the, the popular public opinion. All right, so the feds opinion. come in and so decide. What, did, what is they to do for those? those All right, people? so they teach would, you, how would to, you not agree that every time the federal government comes in with money, there's strings attached? Absolutely. So we're looking at the strings that are attached. School systems are supposed to be supported from local taxes right not the federal government's money well that's not the case right now okay a lot of money came in because of covid and what what are we suffering as a result of all this money that got printed inflation yeah what have we been dealing with for the last why why did interest rates go up the way they because they printed so much money, if you create money out of thin air, does it not figure or follow at least that it will devalue all the rest of the money that's out there, and that prices will have to go up because now you got more money chasing fewer and fewer goods? So we are paying the piper for the CARES Act and all the money that was prevent presented and the federal government's uh, power grab. So finally, at some point. COVID's over. Why do they want to keep COVID going so much so they can keep doing this stuff and keep grabbing control over things? So tell me how the, the Leadership Institute prepares those people and school boards to be better. I haven't taken the course yet. Okay. All okay. I know is that they do. Okay. That's and interesting. The, the, the fact is, the closer you are to, I mean, the, listen, the school board's already taken a bunch of our wealth through property taxes and nobody even sits around and, and protests when they raise taxes again. I mean, you don't have enough of an organized opposition to that because you can't get the business leaders and people to agree who are the leaders in our, uh, in our, uh, uh, community nowadays. Crick <laughs> got 80. 80 what, what happened? What happened? Yeah, and we talked about that last week about the fact that they couldn't get enough signatures to relook at that situation. And when I actually looked at the school systems, and a lot of them, you know, people are like, "Oh, people are in portables." There are a lot of school buildings that aren't even half full. Well, if you've got the money, you might as well figure out how to spend it. But uh, I mean, I, 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 I would. I would hardly recommend that you look up this group called the Leadership Institute. Just Google Leadership Institute, Morton Blackwell. What a guy. And, uh, you know, you ought to try to learn about it because the only way to go forward is to get organized. All right. That's a wrap for this hour. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Our financial guys will be joining us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton. We will be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. What condition my condition was in Yeah, yeah, oh yeah What condition my condition was in
pushed my soul in a deep dark hole and then I followed it in. 